welcome to episode number 108 of the Nintendo Jump Podcast. We're a weekly discussion podcast created for Nintendo gamers by Nintendo gamers. It's July 23rd. I realized I didn't actually introduce myself last week, so in, just in case, uh, <laughs> my name is Daryl. Um, with me this week, as always, how you doing, Sergio? Hey, Daryl. How are you, Daryl? I'm doing okay, <laughs> Sergio. Thank you for noticing, Sergio. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm spiceless. It's it's a nice no. feeling. No, it is. It is. It is. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. It's great for you and all, but that's horrible <laughs> for the podcast. Guys, just skip this episode oh. right now. <laughs> it's not worth it. I gotta. We gotta talk about something. Sergio, what do you think about Mario Kart Mirror? No, mode? no, don't trigger me. No. Okay. Let's, let's save that. Let's uh, save. All right, <laughs> all right. I gotta, I gotta contain the superpower then. All right, uh, and then also with us this week, two in a row. Beck, how are you? Hey, so nice. I came on twice, right? Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. No, you I'm, passed I'm the test last week. I did. Oh, nice. Where's my gold star? Yeah. My superstar. Um, it's on uh, Mario Kart Mirror Mode. Nice. Which is Sergio's favorite mode in oh. any Nintendo game. So. It's right up there with uh, four versus four Terry Dittos in Smash. So, <laughs> perfect. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the show. No, uh, um, <laughs> this week, actually, so uh, we're going to, it's just us three. So, this is kind of, this is kind of fun. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, Nintendo Direct Mini, if I remember what they were calling it, uh, from earlier this week on Monday, which... Um, was kind of surprised announced going, uh, you know, kind of into the into the weekend at a midnight. Um, nobody really knew what to expect, and yeah, it happened. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that, and then we're gonna talk a little bit just about this year, and specifically this year with Nintendo, uh, what we might expect going forward. Uh, what we've seen and how we feel about it thus far, because a lot of people in our Discord were talking about it. Uh, so you're going to hear from a lot of them. And let's just do it. Do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Sergio, um, I'm trying to come up with like a graceful way to, to start this. Um, so tell us about the Nintendo Direct Mini. <laughs> so... It all started on Sunday night when Nintendo sent out a tweet confirming a lot of the rumors that had been going on that there was going to be a Nintendo Direct Mini. They specifically said that it was for their, quote, development and publishing partners and to look forward to it Monday morning, which we did. <laughs> Our mistake. Oh, yeah. They called it a partner showcase. That, that That's what I was missing. Right, right. And so, yeah, it, it happened and we got between four and five games at least in the uh the version in north america and that was about it and nothing nothing too enticing they did say it was updates on existing games or games that were already announced and yeah they they meant it <laughs> <laughs> well i mean kind of i guess like that was that was kind of true um but i mean before we get into exactly like Beck, overall thoughts. I mean, I knew you were excited about all the games shown. So, you know, how excited were you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I fell asleep. What were we talking about? Okay. Wh um, so. <laughs> uh. No. Oh, 
was it was so boring. I don't care about any of these games. Cadence of Hyrule the most, um, and still not not much traction for that. Um, I like rhythm games. I like Zelda. Didn't really get into Cadence of Hyrule, um, so updating it doesn't really do it for me. That was that was boring. That was a waste of eight minutes and forty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um. And then, I mean, as for me, like, I I like Nintendo talking to us pretty much. So like anything, like they could, they could give me an eight minute video on like Pokemon and Animal Crossing, and I'll probably watch it. <laughs> it like they could tell me that that's all they're going to talk about. I'd probably still watch it. Oh, so wow. you absolutely yeah, would. Yeah, just because. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, I enjoy it, but glutton for punishment. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, this didn't go over too well uh, overall, and I will say the overall reaction is really split into two groups: um, Shin Megami Tensei or Tensei fans and other people. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, so uh, like since the the I, I forget exactly when they showed it, but I think they showed it as early as like that January presentation um, before the Switch came out. They've been talking about Shin Megami Tensei Five. Yes. Um, and we saw like a tiny bit on it then, and unless I'm wrong, I don't think we've seen it since that time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't think so. So they did show a trailer of sorts for that. Um, didn't really show that much about the game, but you know it was ominous, uh, and you know fans seem to be happy about it. So that's cool. Um, and also they're bringing. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not really into this series, but uh, Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne. Am I right on that? Yes, that's correct. And I believe both of them are coming out next year. Yeah. So all of a sudden, um, all the way from 2017 to now with nothing, and it's coming next year, both of them. Right. That's interesting. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, these are these are incredibly deep RPGs from Atlas. Uh, if you somehow don't know who Atlas is, it's the same company that did like the Etrian Odyssey games and the Persona games. Um I mean, they they're good at RPGs. Uh, this the setting of these these have never really gotten me. Um, Sergio, I mean, have you ever played and enjoyed a, a Shin Megami Tensei game? <laughs> no, I have not played or even wanted to play. Just based on the, uh, how do we say? You know, like the 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 premise of the games uh, doesn't entice me. Um, like you said, so not interested. It's nice for the fans. I mean, they have two games to look forward to, but definitely not for me. Beck, I know you like RPGs. This is definitely in your wheelhouse, right? Uh, sure. No, I love RPGs. Um, I really do. But if I were going to try something from Atlas, it would be Persona. Um, so I was kind of hoping it was going to go in that direction, and it didn't. Yeah. However, I do know that people who are fans of that type of gaming are very excited about this so i mean it's to each their own right i mean it, it didn't strike for us but it did for people who were looking forward to that so right that's, yeah that's cool and i mean it like i don't want to downplay it because it was a really freaking huge reveal for a specific subset of fans yeah um and it and it's one of those weird games that's like they're freaking out like crazy and like Everybody else is just kind of like, okay. <laughs> it kind of feels like Animal Crossing again, doesn't it, Serge? Oh. <laughs> no. no I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to throw shots there. Like, a lot of people, when they see Animal Crossing, are kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, even 
even in videos, and then Animal Crossing fans will like freak out at them. No, I, well, okay, maybe still, but I would say it's changed a lot since New Horizons and the crazy yeah, sales sure. that it has. Absolutely. New Horizons has completely changed that series. Yes. Um, it's completely changed the public outlook of that series. And I'm pretty sure it did it through Twitter videos of people getting bitten by tarantulas. <laughs> it's very meme heavy. It is yeah. good for the memes. Yeah. That's for yeah. sure. Which, I mean, I can appreciate because it's really funny. Yeah. Um, at, at times, like I definitely I, w- I was laughing at like different little fails like i i still i still think about your the video you posted surge where like chewy saved you from bees by showing up to your <laughs> island so yeah yes. or wasps so that was that was a cool <laughs> anyways i digress um so yeah obviously i mean they only showed depending on <laughs> how many games you count the shimmigami tensei games um mm-hmm. they showed four or five games you know, two two of the smt games um and then really three others so we alluded to um, Cadence of Hyrule is getting a lot of DLC, actually, like three waves of DLC. Um, they are priced, they did not announce this, but they are priced at $5.99 a piece. Um, at least the first two packs are, or the season pass is $15, which is really not terrible, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Um, it does add a lot of, so the, the different waves, um, add a lot of new characters and, and new music to the games, which I, I find interesting. Um, Probably not gonna jump for those. I may jump for that. Uh, they they showed one that was a kind of a new story with Skull Kid. Right. That was interesting. Impa. Um, Impa looks cool. Yeah. Impa always looks cool. So Beck and I played this game for something like fifteen minutes, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, and dropped it and never went back to it. And I don't even know why, because I actually really liked uh, Crypt of the Necker Dancer, but something about playing this made it feel almost a little like it's weird because like you added a major property to an indie game and it almost feels a little jankier for some reason. And I don't really know why. Mm. Uh, Cause I mean, the overall quality of the game was great. The overall, uh, the, the sprite work is great. The music is great. Like it's pretty much Crypt of the Necrodancer on a Zelda game, but something about that felt weird to me. I mean, Beck, did you kind of feel that too? Yeah, I thought Crypt of the Necrodancer was almost more charming in a way, which is so weird to say because, again, I am a Zelda fan, but it just felt kind of schmaltzy to have, like, fake Zelda dancing around to fake Zelda lullaby. It it was just weird. <laughs> it, it just didn't feel right. It didn't sit right with me. That's not Zelda. Zelda's not a rhythm game. It It was weird. It was just weird. But Crypt of the Necrodancer is legit. Like that's a good game. Yeah, it, I'm I'm struggling with that. It almost feels like a fan mod. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, and not it feels and like not a, a particularly. To... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean it, it. It feels like a modded game to to throw the story of Zelda. It, it's really it's cool what they did. It's just like I need to get back to it. Um, as part of I, here it is as part of Indie Month this week, I will get back to Cadence of Hyrule and you know <laughs> join me next week as I'm like this game is great, guys. <laughs> I make no promises. Um, Sergio, I mean, have you ever played uh, either Crypt of the Necrodancer or uh, Cadence of Hyrule? No, well, I did play a little bit of Cadence when it came out, and yeah, same thing. It, it didn't grab me. Uh, before that, I was interested in Cadence. Uh, um, I mean, on uh, Crypt. But never uh, interested enough to actually grab it. So I thought, oh, well, 
if they put Zelda on it, maybe that might do it, but no, it didn't. That being said, though, I do, you know, I remember that episode when we talked about it and we highlighted the, the, uh, the impact of like a Nintendo game getting that kind of treatment, basically, uh, letting a third party run with a Nintendo IP and, and putting it in their genre, basically. And yeah, I mean, even now that the game is getting DLC, there, there's some impact there. It's interesting. Um, like we said, the game is not for everyone, but for those that are interested, yeah, I'm pretty sure it sounds like it's getting a lot of content. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I like the idea of Nintendo working with indies. I like the idea of Nintendo working with indies getting DLC. That's kind of interesting. Right. Um, I like that it's not crazy expensive, and the game is pretty cool. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try it again and, and just see. I, I, I'll say, like, this was an announcement that I wasn't, like, upset about at all. I was just like, oh, that's cool. Like, And, and then I kind of moved past. Um, but speaking of cool, uh, they showed WWE 2K Battlegrounds uh, coming to Switch, I think like pretty soon here in, in September, I believe. Um, so this is that strange deformed wrestling over the top action game with WWE superstars, um, throwing each other into the mouths of alligators for some reason. Um, <laughs> Sergio thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks interesting. kind of has like, a NBA jam into wrestling type of, appeal yeah. to it yeah i mean it looks it looks interesting is that your nice way of saying i'm <laughs> never ever gonna play this game <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically uh back i mean you you've we've been watching some wrestling lately like you you're you've got this pre-ordered right mm-hmm yeah wait <laughs> <laughs> can't wait I can't wait. yeah i like wrestling i like video games i do not like the look of this i don't like anything about it like you can't you can't make Jeez. you can't make becky lynch and roman reigns and all of the big superstars look that ugly you shouldn't do it it's just it's mean <laughs> it's so mean well what's weird is like it's variable like some of them look terrible and then some of them actually kind of just look like the person just like in a small little like action figure form it's like yeah, Wait, I'm not gonna this name. Feels unfair. I'm not gonna name the the ones that look like themselves because that's just mean. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's not Oscar. Uh, Oscar doesn't look like that. So, yeah. um, I love Oscar. By the way, I am a fan of her YouTube Kanachan TV, and I watch her a lot. I, I'm I'm telling you, I like wrestling. I like some of those personalities. This just doesn't <laughs> hit. This just looks wrong. I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably getting this game. Oh, like okay. <laughs> it, it so it's fairly similar to a game that came out a while back called WWE All Stars. Um, same type thing, really over the top. Uh, I don't really like the wrestling simulation games that have been coming out. They're generally like extremely buggy. The ones on Switch are awful. Don't try them. Um, but this looks like it. I don't know. It it takes a bit of the fun of the old school wrestling games. So I don't know. I might try it. We'll see. Okay. Um, and then the only thing that we're, uh, we haven't talked about is actually Rogue Company. Um, so Rogue Company is the, the third person shooter multiplayer online game. Um, Sergio, I know you were actually interested in this one. Yeah, I was actually of everything shown. I'm, I, you know, I may actually want to try this one, uh, based on what they showed, I guess I kind of 
I believe incorrectly assume that it's free to play. Um, I don't think it is, but it does have a cross uh, cross platform play, cross save, which is nice, and yeah, online multiplayer shooter. It looks it looks nice. It looks fun to play. Yeah. Um, I didn't get. I don't have a a real good feeling on what this is. Um, but I do tend to like shooters if they're not just dumb. Um, I don't know. I may try it. Uh. It's, you know, it's an online multiplayer game, and I, I prefer third-person shooters, so... Right, yeah. right. I'll try it. Why not? I like playing games. But that was it. <laughs> that, that was... There, there's the direct, guys. That was... Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, except, I do want to highlight, uh, Japan actually had uh, also a Nintendo Direct Mini, um, and they were totally unfair about it. They got a ton of games that were not shown <laughs> off here, including some that are coming to the West, and I have no idea why. Um, so just I'm just going to kind of look through a list. I'm, I might miss a, a few, but whatever. Um, they did show a, a little snippet from, you know, the, the game that I'm looking forward to probably most of the rest of the year, which is uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. Uh, they showed a, a snippet of Captain Tsubasa, which is that anime uh, soccer game. <laughs> um a little bit of Jump Force, which is the um, the the anime like fighting crossover game with uh, Naruto and the characters from uh, Death Note and and Dragon Ball Z. I think I, I might be wrong, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and then also Atelier Reza or Riza, sorry, and uh, Sakana of Rice and Ruin, which I believe are both coming to the West. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of weird. I don't know why we didn't. Any ideas why we wouldn't have gotten more of this? Yeah, sure. Um, I would think that if they had trailers and information that were in Japanese and didn't have the capabilities of getting them over in English, then that would be an issue because it would be lost. It would be kind of a waste, just people scratching their heads that don't know the game thinking, well, what is this exactly? So I bet that's a bit more difficult to navigate at this time. Mm. Or if I could pop in out of nowhere, maybe it's because it would have been more games nobody cares about. So, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> and they well, thought, there's the spice. They thought they'd He's save us for the time. Five seconds and <laughs> God, wow. Wow, wow, Sergio, do you hear that? Yeah. What? Is, what is that? I don't know. Oh my God, guys! The shy guys are attacking. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> What's up, TJ? Hello, I am here. <laughs> How's it going? I've appeared out of thin air, so that's uh, impressive. Yes. Welcome to the show, uh, TJ. What did you think about the the mini direct? I mean, how many games do you have pre-ordered at this point? Um, well, if you were to take zero and square that and multiply that by zero. And then um, add zero more. That would not only be the number of games I've pre-ordered; it would also be the percent I cared about this direct once it was over. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, that was for me personally. So we, I understand. We found the floor here. <laughs> <laughs> I understand people like are into some of that stuff, and I'm happy for them, even though I don't sound We're like it. Judging you. <laughs> I just, I just flat out was like, I've come to expect at least something out of a, anything with the name direct in it. I was so disappointed by the time that was over. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, what? So you were glad that it was only eight minutes. I, I was because I'm, 
I did not care <laughs> about any of that. I don't understand why that got its own show. Maybe I just don't appreciate the titles that were listed. But personally, I was just like, why did I spend those eight minutes watching that? What a waste. But, you know. I will say the, the Japanese one had a couple interesting ones. Um, Sakana or... Yeah, Sakana of Rice and Ruin is actually um, kind of a a combined like farming slash platforming action game. It actually looks pretty interesting. Um, I don't know too much about it. And then, you know, obviously we we are kind of we we kind of are watching Captain Tsubasa and uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. So, I mean, there was a little bit there, but yeah, not that not that much, especially nothing that we uh, didn't know already, which I think. We kind of like that was in the announcement, so I think we we kind of like we should have been prepared for that. But yeah, yeah. and you know I think this would have been easy to f- fix basically by not having that announcement the night before. Nintendo could have just dropped the mini on Monday morning. Nobody knew about it. They watched it. Nobody was too upset about it because they, there was no hype. I, I just feel like it didn't need to be announced the night before, even though, you know, it was rumored, but still, it would have been fine to just drop it. What's weird is I would have put money on them showing Crisis in this. That uh, too, yeah. Crisis, a big third, third-party shooter that released on Switch today. Like, if that's not, like, some sort of, like, partner showcase quality title... I don't know what is. I, I'm really confused why that got that pretty much just came out with like nothing behind it. Yeah, it was very odd. Like they were, hey, we've already announced all this stuff, but don't forget about these random four or five games. And then today Xbox did their big event. Ooh, but um, then then Nintendo's just tweeted as soon as the Xbox event was over, like, oh, by the way, Crisis is out. Like. It was- <laughs> yeah, we we totally forgot to put that in the. Bob, Bob did you forget to put that in the present? Dang it, Bob! You freaking job. Come man. on, man! It was Poor just Bob. it was just a very odd feeling, and and Nintendo knows like we are are starved for information. They could have they could have got ahead of Xbox, and there's a, a rumored PlayStation event coming pretty soon. Like they could have beat them all and got the early lead on the hype, right? I mean, they're supposed to have been E3 six weeks ago. So allegedly they had a lot of things to tell us and I'm sure mm-hmm. things have been delayed beyond their control. So, you know, you try to approach this with some compassion, but that doesn't mean they don't have news to share. I just don't understand like the stark silence at all. And then this very awkward uh, direct, especially when their competitors are ramping things up and, and everybody knows they're ramping things up. They could have beat them to it. And, and yeah, and I'm with you on crisis. Like there's a fairly big, title coming to switch and you don't mention it in a direct two three days before it drops like specifically entitled partner showcase which like leads you down the you know third party yeah i I don't know i I was i was confused by that Uh, but i mean that leads us straight into so like this is this is what we got this is it um now obviously like the rumors ahead of time, which, I mean, always take rumors with a grain of salt, but the rumors were this was actually going to be a general direct. Like, everybody was saying um, a direct is coming July 20th, which is weird. It was a Monday. Um, and everybody thought it was a, a general direct. They thought um, things like Mario remasters and actual, like, big Nintendo games were going to get shown. That didn't happen. So, at this point... What I what are you guys thinking? Are you thinking like it 
are we going to see like a bunch of like the and they they specifically said this was the first uh, Nintendo mini Nintendo Direct mini partner showcase thing. Um, are you expecting a bunch of like mini directs coming up or are we still waiting for the one blowout in the next few weeks? I, I, I'm, I'm a little confused, to be honest. I feel like Nintendo is trying to find like a new identity, right? They have this new president. They want to ramp things up and they're just confused. Um, I don't know if they're doing market research and have data we don't have. Maybe these minis are more effective, but at this point, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> like they need to do something. Yeah, like, and I, and I think it's fair. Like the fans are upset, and okay, I, I'm one of them, right? I'm disappointed in this mini direct, but there's been a lot of hype around the internet and a lot of unsubstantiated rumors. So hopes get high, right? And then expectations come, and then all oh, right, and then reality hits. So some of time, some of that we do to ourselves. But at the same time, there's justification behind doing that because this time of year, Nintendo typically drops a lot of great information about how they're going to finish the year. It's kind of their cadence. They start the year slow, and then there's this buildup, like spring's kind of like some medium-ish titles, and then bam, the last six months of the year are typically amazing. And we usually know about stuff by now, so it's unprecedented that we don't know what's going on, and... I don't know what to expect anymore. I, you know, I would like to say, hey, there's going to be a huge direct. They have to do it. But for all I know, they could make their biggest game titles, you know, 11 p.m. Twitter announcements. Um, at, at this point, <laughs> the, not only is the world in a weird place, I feel like Nintendo's reacting to it in a very weird way where nobody knows, but they're starting to make people mad. And normally I'm like, oh, the Internet's dumb. Get over it. But I'm starting to join them a little bit. Like, it's frustrating, the <laughs> lack of communication. Like, there's there's none. There's none. Uh, you know, like I tell my kids, use your words, Nintendo. Use your words. Like, what is going on? I kind of disagree. Um, I know this is the first time that uh, Shy and Vexilla have been on the same episode. Ooh, so yeah. this fight, is a good fight, way to start fight. this. Let's go. Fight, yes. Let's go. Uh, so here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Completely apathetic about the direct, or if you want to call it that, earlier this week. Snooze fest, so boring, whatever, moving on. But right now I can jump into my car, head to Walmart, and get an Xbox or get a PlayStation 4 instantly. I couldn't do that with Nintendo. I couldn't do that with Ring Fit Adventure. I couldn't do that with a lot of different components of the Nintendo sphere right now, right? So they're doing something right. They're, they have astronomical sales during this pandemic. They don't need to spoon feed us. They don't need to do anything. They're giving us a little bit at a time. So they are spoon feeding us, but they don't have to. Their sales are crazy. So I can't think of anybody on our Discord who hasn't said of late, my backlog is crazy. And they're not talking about Sony. They're not talking about Microsoft. They're talking solely about Nintendo. Their backlog is crazy. My backlog is crazy. I know Daryl's is insane. Oh, that's great. They're, they're, they're doing <laughs> something right, I think. And I'm not that frustrated because I've got stuff to look forward to. I've got stuff to look back on. And I'm good. Okay. So, so I agree with that. That is a good uh -huh. perspective. That is a positive perspective. And I am with everybody in the backlog. So it's all first world problems. Right? I don't have a shortage <laughs> of I don't have a shortage of games to play. But at the same time, 
you know, we can start to feel a little, well, not maybe you, but me, you know, I start to feel a little self-entitled. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time and money on this company. And yeah, <laughs> if they want that to continue to happen, I would like to know what I should be <laughs> saving for. I mean, I've been a Nintendo loyalist for the past, you know, three plus decades. So they're probably going to get my money anyway. And maybe they know that. So from a business standpoint, yeah, they're not motivated to do much, but they're typically known for being consumer friendly. And that usually means letting us know what to expect. So from that perspective, I'm frustrated. I think that's fair. But you bring up a great point. Uh, it's been nice to, to uh, play the backlog or I'm playing Paper Mario without feeling pressure of let's get it done because the next game's coming. Even though that's true. something has to mm. be coming. But Oh, yeah. I mean, according to Nintendo, this the pandemic really hasn't affected their schedule, which I've come, come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's affected their ability to type, I guess, but... It can't affect your schedule if you never had a schedule oh. to begin with. Uh-huh. Um, there you go. I, I mean, a couple of points on that. Like, so, like, yes, the Switch is sold out everywhere uh, for the most part. Some of that is due to um, actual hardware shortage because that was actually impacted by, you know, China basically shutting down. Um, so that is now we've we're hearing that that is now ramping back up. Uh, the sales are still really good, so it's very possible that they're saving their announcements literally for when they know they will have more switches on the shelves. Mm. That's a good point. I mean, that that's, that's a possible. really good point. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point, too. There's a lot of people who are a thousand times smarter than I am are getting paid for that very reason running this stuff, so I'm sure they know what they're doing, so that is a, that is a very fair point. <laughs> Do they, though? No. Um, <laughs> and the other thing, I mean, so if the rumors are true, which I think basically the industry has kind of accepted that the rumors are true, that we're getting some fashion of Mario remasters, which um, I do want to say, other than Mario 64 DS, that's the first time that has happened, like, on a 3D Mario game ever. Yes. Which is kind of blowing my mind, considering they've remastered, like, every Zelda at this point, except for Skyward Sword, which is obviously the best one. Right, Sergio? Mm -hmm. Um, Skyward Sword is best sword. Mm -hmm. Yes. So (laughs) I have five copies. I'm trying to bring out the spice so hard right now. <laughs> Sergio's like, nope, can't bring me down. Um, no, I think, it, assuming those rumors are true, they leaked. Everybody kind of knows it <laughs> at this point. So um, there were people online kind of making this, actually, I thought, really good argument of, like, well, there's this, there's this like, commodity of, quote, unquote, known information that whenever we see that, if we hadn't known about it, that would be huge. That would be like gigantic. We'd all be freaking out. Now it's going to be like, oh, yeah, there that is. That's cool. (laughs) Right? Well, my counter argument to that, I have three words. Metroid Prime Trilogy. Right? How long has that been rumored and we've heard nothing? So at this point, I buy into none of it. (laughs) Maybe they just hate leaks and then just shut down the projects when something does leak. They're just like. Wouldn't put it past them. Hey, we're ready to release Mario 64. Oh. Dang it, the internet found it. <laughs> All right, hit the button. Exactly. <laughs> but you bring up a good point. Well, it, it, I was kind of thinking this when Shai was talking. TJ, sorry. When it's TJ was same. talking. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is Twitter's going nuts regardless of whatever's being announced, right? And I remember seeing the direct with the uh, Breath of the Wild sequel announced at the end. And people were complaining about that direct, which had 
amazing amounts of information that I can't even remember. All I remember yeah. is the one thing that really matters to me. Um, <laughs> but I remember it was huge and people were still complaining about it. What incentivizes them to, you know, to really live up to it? What incentivizes them to give us everything that we want when we're going to complain about it anyway? And I'm not saying well, this collective four. I'm saying, you know, the Twitterverse. Uh, yeah, I, I blame I blame TJ personally. Um, no, like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I mean, you've heard him in the last five minutes. I, I missed the Spice episode. I got to make up for lost time. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, I, I no, I'll say like I think in general people overestimate the knowledge base of Nintendo consumers as a whole. And I'm not trying to say that Nintendo consumers are dumb. They're not. But most people buying Nintendo games and consoles aren't really hip to the rumors, right? So, like, not everyone knows if something has leaked. And they're not going to know until Mario 64 shows up on the store, you know, in the stores at Target, right? Um, so I don't, I don't know that it diminishes the overall impact of an announcement to have something leak, but I do know in the past they've been kind of like, almost like hurt that something leaked. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. We live in a, a weird time. Um, but I mean, I think like, I, I would like to say that uh, a direct is coming, uh, fairly soon and, but I think we might be waiting a, a couple weeks for it, personally. Mm. I bet by September. I bet there's going to be a massive direct by September. I hope so. They wait that long, they better have some shadow drops or some available real soons, because, I mean, they're also facing two new generations of their competitors coming out at the holiday season. Um, That's true. Everyone said, oh, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to counter that. We don't even know where that game is in development yet. And I don't know if a single title is going to fight off, you know, two systems. <laughs> that cave is looking real pretty, man. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you make a, a really good point there. Like, I don't, at this point, they're going to be really competing. Um, and they say they don't. That's that's a lie. They do. Um, I, I, and I don't know whether the better strategy is to release something big to try to compete with it, knowing that the the you know the graphical fidelity of Breath of the Wild Two is never going to match Halo Infinite. It's not possible. Sigh. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> but I I'm agree. so sick of that argument. <laughs> I agree, but if the game looks noticeably worse, which I I would argue because I think the Zelda art style is really really good. Right. But if to the random consumer oh, this brand new Zelda game kind of looks bad. That's real bad for Nintendo, in my opinion. Breath of the Wild 2 is never going to kind of look bad. It's never going to It's never gonna happen. Like, it's just that people are looking for a different type of thing, which yeah. I would argue is kind of ridiculous. But, I mean, if you enjoy the game, enjoy the game. The graphics have nothing to do with it. Ocarina of Time is still the best game ever made, right? To some people. And it looks like trash compared to a lot of it stuff. It has triangle but, ears. Right. Like, <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that anything that you said was wrong. I'm just saying I am so tired of that very, very, very redundant argument. And the other thing, too, is how vocal are we letting the vocal minority be? 
I'm cruising Nintendo's Twitter. Shut up. Exactly, right? <laughs> I'm cruising Nintendo's Twitter account and Uh-oh. the past. Turn back. Uh, let's see here. I'm through. Okay, the direct mini. Like their highest level of comments was 5,600. Most of these are 300, 200, maybe five. Yeah. Like mm. there's 55 million switches in the wild and, you know, a thousand people are griping about it. But if those are, you know, what makes it on social media, right? There's a reason they sell cards with digi- with codes for digital download in stores because yeah. a lot of people don't know how else to buy the games. A lot of people don't know that the eShop exists. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, right? We're, we're yeah. kind of this weird subpopulation within the gaming community. And, you know, a lot of the, the so-called influencers and mavens are very vocal, but... I don't know how much of that holds up, right? So, and Nintendo has that information. They they may say like, "Hey, this direct's going to cost us this much money and this much manpower, and we got to do this." And based on what we know, sales are probably going to stay the same, right? And and as Beck said, right, they're flying off the shelves. If you follow Wario sixty four, it's like currently in stock on Amazon for the next three <laughs> minutes. It's Good gone. luck. Yeah, it's by the time you read the tweet, it's gone. So <laughs> they 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 have a lot of information we we don't. So, yeah, and then for the Xbox and, and Sony fanboys to just bring up the old graphics argument again, I mean, sorry <laughs> you guys don't know how to play games that are good and fun, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think they know what they're doing. I think they're going to be just fine, but I also think they need to get some information out. A lot of people just don't have enough liquid income to just drop on a game on a dime. A lot of people have to save in advance, and it's nice to know what's coming. Um you know, or or if you know, there's a lot of kids out there. It's nice to be able to tell mom and dad what they want in advance, or what they can save for. Um, and I just mm. think it's consumer friendly, and Nintendo's known for being con- consumer friendly. I mean, even even Xbox and PlayStation are communicating very clearly through all of this pandemic. Um, I'm not saying it's not affected Nintendo, but at the same time, I think they could do a little bit of a better job. But do you think that's part of it, though? Um, the fact that families can only afford so much and Xbox and PlayStation are both coming out with new consoles and new games. Maybe Nintendo's like, all right, we're going to take a step back so that when people are more flush, they come to us because right now we can't compete with the PlayStation 5 or whatever titles are on there. I honestly don't know because I don't follow that stuff. Um <laughs> Because I like good games, um, and, and, but- yes. And the way the way you do that, you wait a little bit, and then you release a game that really pings the nostalgia heartstrings. Right. Like I don't know a past Mario game. Exactly, but maybe that's why they're <laughs> taking a bit of a step back because yeah. November and December are going to be people buying into the new other consoles. I think they're going to want something. I, I can't. They won't go into November without a big release. They won't. That's why you come in with, you know, an act- September and October games that build some hype and then a big November game right before those systems are due. Yes. I mean, I, I run a gaming club. I have parents that don't know the difference between a PlayStation 4 and a Nintendo 3DS. They're like, I think he loves that PlayStation. And <laughs> I was like, I, I know your kid. He's been in my club for four years. He doesn't own a PlayStation. Um, so <laughs> a lot of, you know... <laughs> But who's who's he, he has a tattoo that says Uncharted sucks? I don't like yeah. I don't <laughs> but but yet who's the one lining Nintendo's pockets? It's that parent. <laughs> so yeah. I 
I, I don't know. You bring up a good point, Beck, of like, do they do they consider that as a wash? They can't compete, but I think they can, right? The, you look at Japan, I think I just read the past, I don't know if it was week or month, Switch had 95% of all hardware sales in Japan. So, you know, obviously a lot of people are still loving this system and what's on it. And there's still plenty to explore. Even if like it stopped today, the catalog's huge. But I, I, I think they can still compete and I think think they have a plan but it would be nice to to know it soonish i mean this is unprecedented yeah. territory that's why we're able to talk about it for 30 something minutes right there's this is very strange um ever since the directs have been announced we've usually been in the know a little bit but i think last time i was on surge and i brought out it is fun at the same time having no idea right yeah for sure yeah they just wake up tomorrow to a tweet that says this game's dropping you know next week and you'd be like hey well, like they did with freaking Paper Mario, yes. right? So we heard rumors about Paper Mario, but then it just like shows up and they're like, hey, it's coming next month. Congrats, <laughs> you know? And Sergio bought it. Yeah, Sergio, Sergio bought, it. bought it. Serge, I knew you liked good games. All right. <laughs> I've been worried. So we'll, I've been worried, but all right. We'll, oh. we'll, get, to, we'll get to that. No, I'm so excited. <laughs> Easy. Sorry, so excited. Um, I wasn't here for the intro about what we're talking about. I'm just flying off the cuff. I love it. Um, we're gonna so we're gonna go through one one more thing. I want to talk about Nintendo's 2020 thus far. We've already kind of touched on it. We already kind of touched on uh, some of what we would hope for the future. What have you thought of the year so far? Um, just just in general, I'm gonna start with Sergio because I know like you had a gigantic release. Is that enough? Are you happy with Animal <laughs> Crossing only? Yes, I. That's all I need. Uh, I would definitely be on Shy's side if I didn't have Animal Crossing. I would be, <laughs> I would feel entitled. I would want Nintendo news. I would feel like they're doing a really bad job. But with Animal Crossing, eh, do whatever. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like Sergio dives off a pier. Yeah, it's all right. This is good. This is good. <laughs> nice. Uh, Beck, what about you? I mean, as as somebody who has played Animal Crossing in pretty much all mm-hmm. the major releases this year, like Not have you anymore. been happy with it thus far? Oh boy, there comes the spice. <laughs> uh, it was in the past tense for a reason. Yes. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I have been enjoying indie games. I've been enjoying, you know, the bigger games and obviously like Animal Crossing and things like that. But um, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I don't just focus solely on video games as my form of entertainment. I'm an avid reader i like going to movies and things like that and with all of those things i'm willing to wait for something to be good so it's kind of like what we touched upon last week uh with animal crossing sergio and i said we would have waited for a complete game and i kind of feel that way about everything i'm okay not knowing if pikmin 3 is actually coming out um on the switch as a remaster i'm okay not knowing because once it does happen or the next big thing happens Mm. i'm golden i i'm great i can't afford to play all the games that i want to play anyway i can't afford to read all the books (laughs) that i want to read so i'm okay kind of taking a a little bit of a lax seat back and and just waiting for the goodness to flow in dj okay i have two answers (laughs) <laughs> One, if I'm going to do the strictly, yes, strictly as a no, <laughs> okay, exactly, strictly as a gamer from you know this is a Nintendo podcast, so from that limited perspective, like 
2020 from Nintendo's perspective has been the worst year since the Switch has been out. Um, I Other than Paper Mario, I mean, I liked Clubhouse. It was a little disappointing, but I liked Clubhouse playing with you all. Um, and Paper Mario, that's been it from Nintendo. From like, okay, an actual reality, real life perspective, the complain about, the, I don't have enough video games is like such... A ridiculous thing to do in actual life when there's so many real problems in the world i'm fine right i have plenty of games to play games in themselves are a luxury to even have the time to relax and in, in in the safety of my own home is a luxury a lot of people don't have so i'm completely fine i have enough to play i could just play rocket league probably the rest of my life anyway <laughs> um and I, i'm with beck i like to read right hang out with the kids or, or whatever so like if I'm gonna throw in an actual, you know, <laughs> real life tone the spice down, it's no big deal. Um, I as far as like you know, if I want to be a pure put the you know fan and fanatical, I don't know what the heck Nintendo's doing this year, but is it actually gonna lower the quality of my life? No. Um, <laughs> do I wish I had more games to play? I don't need more games, but I would like some stuff <laughs> directly from Nintendo. And even though Nintendo doesn't publish or develop, I really want to know when Silk Song's coming out. Um, but so th- those are my two answers. Like from the the true, just put the f- you know fan perspective, throw out all reasonableness. From a true video game perspective, 2020 for Nintendo's not really been a good year. From a let's actually temper that with some reasonable real lifeness. Yeah, it's okay. We're gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to put it in perspective, Animal Crossing was kind of a miss for me. Um, Wait, what? Xenoblade was one of my favorite games ever. I forgot about um, Xenoblade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clubhouse Games was a lot of fun. Flawed, but a lot of fun. Now Paper Mario is turning out to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't really have a lack of games to play. I've actually been, you know, from time to time, like GameStop's running sales or something. I'll pick up a bunch of games and just, you know, try them out. If I don't like them, sell them, whatever. But um, I haven't really noticed a drought is, I think, the way I'll, I'll put it. And I mean, like... Don't get me wrong. I lived through the Wii U, so I mean, I know drought. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I I very clearly know droughts, but um, yeah, I'm I'm overall positive on the year. Um, but with that said, Sergio, you want to read some of your questions from last week? Yeah, because it's it was sort of a, a repeating pattern on our Discord. Um, basically, last week we asked, "What has been your biggest gaming disappointment this year so far?" And as you will see from our answers, people are very united in them. For example, we have Dragon if he said, Nintendo having much quieter than usual, the cancellation of E3. It feels like the pandemic has messed with our usual yearly hype cycles, and it's just not cool. All of that said, I am glad that Nintendo is still able to release quality games during these times. It makes me appreciate them even more. Uh, I kind of see Dragon's point. I mean, we are getting maybe at least one quote-unquote reasonable big release from Nintendo um, every month. But at the same time, I feel like they're maybe they're acknowledging the other two companies a little too much. Um, I feel like they could compete with Sony and Microsoft, but in a way, I feel like they're choosing not to. And I that might be okay, but... Uh, honestly, Daryl, like, like, like you said, when we got the announcement of Paper Mario and it was coming out in like a couple of months, I thought we would get something like that by now, and we still haven't, so we're still waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting for the next one. Like, <clears throat> right now, we don't know what the next Nintendo game we're going to play is. Yeah. At all. 
Um, I'm okay with that. I'm not quite done, you know, and I've got, you know, I've got another big game that I do know what's coming out at the end of August and I'm super excited for it. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a weird position. I, w- I would have expected at least one. Right. Uh, big shot also said biggest disappointment, the combination of feeling like I haven't had many big games to look forward to with release dates for this year and developments in the smash community that left me feeling disappointed in players. I looked up to and subscribed to. <sighs> oh boy. Oof. Um, I'm going to briefly touch on this. I didn't want to talk about this on the podcast. Um, but I'm I'm going to briefly touch on it because this is a big part of my history uh, in terms of Smash community, Smash tournaments and such. Um, yeah, if you haven't really followed the news, uh, there's been a lot of like the kind of the big names um, be involved in scandals. You know, they've, they've done some bad stuff, uh, both allegedly and actually um, admission. So... Uh, it's been a hard time, but it's also a time that the community is actually growing into uh, a community that can set some guidelines and set some um, basic basic things to protect people going forward. So um, it's it's good that the stuff is coming out. It kind of hurts uh, the community as a whole, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I'm gonna say. Yeah, and uh, Cube also mentioned. He said, uh, my biggest disappointment in gaming also has to be the whole dumpster fire that happened around the fighting game community with Smash, Evo, Skullgirls. It's just blah. But as he said, the good part is people are working towards making everything safer and better. And like you said, that's probably the silver lining. Yep. We also have an answer from Faroris Dragon. They said... I got Dark Souls 3 as a gift on Steam, but I found out that my baby laptop is too weak to play it, even on the lowest settings. Oh, no. <laughs> that oh, stinks. No. I have been there. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they also said, uh, Switch-wise, this has been a fantastic year. I have no disappointments. The one game I was almost looking forward to be d- disappointed with, Origami Kim, is turning out to be one of my favorite games of the year. Yes. You love to hear it. Guys, it's true. Oh, man. It's so good. (laughs) Nice. Hi, I'm Tom said, I see many gaming companies hyping up and testing, uh, teasing new games that are in development. And while I know Nintendo has said themselves that the games they are developing are probably taking ahead in terms of release schedules, even showing off trailers of future titles would boost everyone's mood and morale. Nintendo has chosen silence and to contribute to the solemn mood of 2020 instead of being the boost of excitement that they could have been simply by putting together a few simple trailers to get everyone hyped up and talking. Yeah, we kind of touched on this earlier. It's it, this, this seems to be like a, a big opinion out there. I got it. So this is where I wanted to bring up one thing. Nintendo has been doing a lot of free or uh you know, additional content type stuff. Um, like, like the final, final, not final Splatfest um, that we got, and we're getting uh, three more now uh, for Splatoon. <laughs> They're doing tons of tournaments. Uh, you know, they have a Pokin tournament uh, demo coming out, and then they're doing a tournament in that game, I, I think. And they they ran a tournament in Mario Kart and such. So that like, I feel like they're trying. 
to lighten the mood a little bit. It definitely feels like that to me, and I've enjoyed those things. Like, yeah, we're not getting um, maybe some new game announcements and stuff, but for a game like Paper Mario to release right now, this year has been kind of a, a time of, like, games releasing at, like, the freaking perfect time for the world. And Paper Mario is at least the third one on that list. Mm. It's like Animal Crossing, released at a perfect time. Yes. Clubhouse Games, released at a perfect time. And now uh, Paper Mario, that, that game is such a light spot right now. Um, it's great. That's, yeah. I'm going nice. to save the spice. I'll just say, well said. <laughs> <laughs> So, Naprat also said, the biggest gaming disappointment, yet another Joy-Con started drifting. Oh, God. He said, pandemic, no repairs, I get it, but come on, Nintendo knows how to do better controllers. I'm I'm right with you, Rat, because I think all, let's see here, we got five, six pair in this house, and now all 12 of them, you know, all 12 Joy-Cons drift. Wow. Left, left and right. Um, playing Paper Mario and trying to organize the rings, and I got to add on time because <laughs> it starts moving around. Um, and I, I, I know how to repair them. I do the electric contact cleaner. I do the little vibration trick. Blah 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 blah. But come on, Nintendo. Uh, the, well, nothing, nothing is a permanent fix. Yeah, yeah. Like it always tends to come back just because of the the design of the joystick of of some sort. It's coming back faster and faster though. And then Oof. and then. Uh, I think they they acknowledged once publicly now, like, oh, we're sorry about that, but I can't talk about it because the lawsuit. And I'm like, I, I don't care, just fix it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was I will say I found something on Amazon that I actually kind of I'm kind of interested in. It's a clip that goes around a pro controller and holds the switch to the pro controller. Oh, um, as somebody who actually plays tabletop a lot, so I can play with the pro controller, I might buy that. <laughs> like I was uh. I was looking at, it, I was like, huh. That's not a bad idea. Um, You'll have to keep us posted. Like the like it turns like where you can normally clip like your phone to a controller. It does that with the switch. Yeah, so it, it it's like a plastic piece that wraps around the pro controller, and then it just um, has a, a little hinge that comes up and then it holds the switch. Very similar to how you would hold a phone in like a, a car holder. Oh, nice. Well, you'll have to let us yeah, know how hard, that works out. It's it looks pretty slick. I might try mm. it out. We'll see. Well, beat a kid in my club that used duct tape. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, nice. And the last answer for this week is from Green Ten Dog, and they said, "Other than the lack of a huge Nintendo Direct, I'm disappointed with the announcement of Violet, another Fire Emblem character for Smash, <laughs> and the latest Nintendo Direct. I think it, I think it was more like a Direct Micro." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so I'll go. I mean, I've had ups and downs this year, but I'm not all. I'm not overall disappointed with Nintendo, so I'm just gonna pass on this one. Is that a loud surge? You run this thing. You know, I, I would say it is because uh, before, I mean, from last week, I asked this question because of Paper Mario, right? And <laughs> <laughs> now that I've been playing it, it's far from my Spoiler biggest disappointment. Alert. So. Yeah. I'm gonna pass too. I, I, I can't fault Nintendo for not announcing well, things. Sergio I, is I passing know. on his own question. <laughs> Wait, Serge, is that allowed? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Actually, can I can I see the, the the way the PlayStation Five looks? There you go. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
My, my wife walked by when they revealed it, and she's real big on aesthetics, and she just said, what is that thing? <laughs> and I told her what it was, and she's like, we are not buying that. <laughs> she's like, I will not have that on my entertainment center. We can get an Xbox. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, that's a good pull the the look of the ps5 i'll just say you know i have a non-nintendo one because we've kind of beat the whole announcements thing to to death watching this xbox uh you know reveal and i watched the playstation reveal just because i'm you know i'm a fan of gaming in general every okay not every game but so many games are photorealistic dystopian and let's shoot stuff and let's stab stuff, and let's see how realistic the blood splatter can be. Like, I can't watch those events with my children. I don't even want to watch them. I look away or turn them off half the time. <laughs> like, where's the creativity going in the industry as a whole? Like, it actually made me appreciate Nintendo quite a bit more. Here I am playing Paper Mario, having a blast. And I know people like those games, or they wouldn't make them. But there's so many of them. I, I was watching the xbox event live with with some people in our discord and we were just like another dystopian setting wow like that's so (laughs) original so so i guess that will be my biggest disappointment is with the new generation of consoles coming out haven't seen a whole lot of creativity in terms of game design outside of nintendo yeah that, that has always felt like that's the case like nintendo has this magic that pretty much another company has and I get your point. I mean, you would think the other companies would kind of catch on to that and try to balance things up. But no, it's like they, they kind of embrace it. They're completely different animals and they're kind of almost proud of it. Yeah. Like I did this a long time ago, like years and years ago. But uh, if you compile all of the presentations and just count the word, count the number of times the word fun is used, then you'll rank my, you'll rank the consoles for me. Like the other, the other teams tend to use like, large open immersive gritty realistic fidelity powerful <laughs> you know they, they use words like that and nintendo's like huh, look at this this toad's hidden behind a sign it's great guys <laughs> like and it, i agree it's great yes it's great yes beck beck do you have any uh disappointments you want to get off your chest for this year it sounds so counterintuitive based on what I just said, um, that I could wait, I could wait, I could wait. Man, why'd they have to push Crystal Chronicles? That, eh, that's soon. Stunk. I know. It's soon. It's one month away. I know. That, that's, but a fair, that's a fair answer, though. That was, it is. That was a little harsh. All of a sudden, I mean, and it was, it was coming up soon, and they were like, mm, nope, sorry, they Metroided us, right? I mean. <laughs> okay, not that badly. <laughs> Not that bad, but uh, yeah, if they do it again, then weep. we have an issue. The Metroid is like the disappear and you're not really sure if it's still in development. Well, actually, they kind of did that. They kind of did, yeah. They're, for a little bit, we were worried about it. Mm-hmm. My yeah. child may be approaching high school by the time that game comes out. Metroid, yeah. yeah. Oh. I kind of have a feeling it comes out pretty soon, to I be honest. I you're right, because I am a big Metroid fan who's big sad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime the word uh, Metroid gets mentioned anymore, I'm just like, uh, I'm what? not a huge Metroid fan. That's not my type of game, but I kind of just have this feeling that 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 might be what they're uh, that that crescendo for 2020, maybe. Oh, geez, if that comes this year, I'll be floored. You heard it like, here first on MJP. 
Yeah, I could see seeing it again for sure. Um, I say awesome. we uh, we suit up Sergio, send him to Nintendo to infiltrate because he's so nice they will never suspect it. <laughs> They'll just think he works there. Like, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. How's it going? Yeah. That's our that's our favorite employee, employee of the month, Sergio, right? And have him like get all the dirt. I'm sure you have enough Animal Done. Crossing gear. They'll just let you in the building. They'll just be like, hey, go in. Just go dress <laughs> as KK. Sir, just report back next week. He's on it. Nice. Yeah. All right. We'll do. Hey, can, I, right. can I totally counter this real quick with, you know, you have the biggest disappointments. I also had my best 2020 gaming surprise today, you know, to, to put a little positivity on things. There is a mod. That's not that, allowed. Too bad. There's a mod that makes <laughs> Celeste multiplayer. And they just released a multiplayer map, and Cube and I played it today. And what? multiplayer gaming is like my favorite thing in the world, and Celeste is my favorite game of all time, and it was magical. And I'm so happy. I didn't even know this was a thing, and it just like fell out of the sky. I just saw it scrolling by on Twitter. The Celeste account retweeted a YouTube video about it, and oh my gosh. like It's so fun, and everybody needs to go get a PC so we can all play together on Celeste, because you can even... like. <laughs> race you could do co-op like you don't interfere with each other there's so many ways to play it and it's so happy and it's my biggest like yay of 2020 so far in gaming and there's an antithesis answer to your question but man it's so fun ah there we go nice <laughs> tj right. are you crying i, I, I i'm getting close to it. it was so fun like cube and i were playing and i was just like i can't think of a better thing than this right now in terms of gaming like it was <laughs> Everything if I, I were better, I would want to try it, but I'm terrible at Celeste, but it's fun. Can I just say how cool it is that gaming company sees mod of their game out on the internet and they're like, hey, this is cool. Look yeah, at this. right. Yeah. And they're all like, hey, you got to stop this. Yeah. This is not my vision. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. And You're it, discrediting my brand. You know? <laughs> I think that's a really cool thing about Nintendo, though. They seem to appreciate fan art and mods and i mean they they embrace that and i think that's really cool for somebody to see their ip and think hey yeah. you're you're using it a different way we like it you know they had they had a fan actually remake metroid 2 in the super metroid style and they knew about it and they let him go ahead and release it and then they shut it down like okay you know it's out people are playing it i but we've got this game coming, so you got you know yeah. we can't have this out here. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they tend to be a little friendlier with that kind of thing than than most, which is cool. Um, but I mean, speaking of biggest gaming surprises, it's time to talk about Paper Mario, and I'm going to start off with Sergio. You have been playing Paper Mario, sir. Yes. <laughs> what do you think? I like it a lot. I I like everything about it, and. It's funny because all it took basically was for me to... I was listening to the latest episode of the Go Nintendo podcast and they were talking about the game and they said, you know, if you're missing out on this experience only because it's not an RPG, yeah, you're missing out. You're doing yourself a disservice. I, I thought of Kevin when they said that. And <laughs> I thought about it for a couple of minutes and I, I realized they were right. And... What what's here in this game? It's a lot of fun. Every, I like everything about it. I, yeah, it's not an RPG. It doesn't have to be. Um, you know, th there are games out there that are in RPGs that are good. Uh, so this is one of them. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> if if the powers that be decide that a caterpillar or <laughs> a caterpillar needs to become a 
a butterfly, you can't be mad at the butterfly because it's not a caterpillar anymore. So just embrace it for what it is and have fun. That's beautiful. It was deep. <laughs> That's beautiful. It was deep, but got the point across. Yeah, as somebody who was like literally like hating on the game, like <laughs> really, and then you try it, and you're like, actually, guys, this is actually really cool. <laughs> um, and, and I'm I'm gonna hand it over to to Beck. You've also been playing Paper Mario. You're you're a, a few hours in at this point too. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I really like it. Um, there's certain elements about it that I don't like. Um, the the battle system's a little odd for me, um, just because it's a little touchy at times when you're trying to shift things a little bit, and I don't like the timer ticking down, and it kind of freaks me out. That kind of thing has always freaked me out. I don't like being timed. Um, and then it's like kind of finicky, and, and that diminishes it, but only slightly. Uh, I feel like they took the really charming, adorable parts of like Yoshi's Wooly World uh, and Crafting World and like the Kirby games, and they made it really endearing and sweet. And the writing is impeccable. I mean, I wish I came up with some of these one-liners myself, honestly, because they are <laughs> so funny. Um, and there's an at least a C plus. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a mod out there to get rid of all sea bass. There's a mod out there. Yes. What? Yeah. Um, Do it. <laughs> but Do it now. <laughs> all I have to say, like, to to really send this home, is there is an abundance of toads. What could be better? What could be better? <laughs> so many toads. Paper Mario is the series that made Toad what he is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, Adorable. If you yeah, if you if you consider what a Toad is in the current Mario universe, Toad is a really funny, endearing, awesome little character um, who gets himself in really bad situations. I, I think that Paper Mario was responsible for Captain Toad. Um, it's just kind of a, a natural offshoot of that. You know this this little ridiculous character. Um, I love the way they handle toads. I just, I do. And there's like freaking thousands of them in this Mm -hmm. game. Fun fact, as an adult, I dressed up as toad to my work Halloween party. It's true. Pictures will be forthcoming on our Discord, which you should. (laughs) No, no. No, they won't. (laughs) No, no. I I have a picture. You won't. (laughs) (laughs) The employees' uh, kids came around and thought it was so funny that I knew what toad was and i'm like nice. child you have no idea <laughs> <laughs> oh little children <laughs> nice. tj had you played a paper mario game before i have not and i came into this with just wanted to have some fun and i agree with everything that's been said it is clever it is charming it is hilarious i want to screenshot like every dialogue box and retweet it but everyone's already doing that um <laughs> it's it's so yeah. clever uh, the, the toads are hilarious. Um, I like how, too, there's different things you can do, like and even a reference to the battle system, I guess minor spoiler alert, but there's an item you can get that'll solve the puzzles for you in the battle. If you're just like, eh, the battles are whatever, I don't want to do them, you don't have to. Um, they've got items you can buy that'll help you in the, the battles, too, but I'm with you, that clock ticking down gets to me. But it is it is so well done. The few things I'd like changed are minor gripes, so I don't even feel like getting into those and I love all the toads everywhere. Toad uh, kind of has a special um, place in our house. My It's the first Nintendo character my son ever noticed. 
and we bought some plush. Oh, that's cool. And we bought some plushy Toads, and Toad was instrumental in the beginning of his therapy and getting him to be more interactive with us. Um, to this day, or I'll still get out the plushy Toad, and I'll go Toad, and he'll start laughing like he he loves it. And on Mario Kart, we have to pick Toad. He'll run up to the TV and tap on huh. him. So seeing him everywhere is just kind of endearing to me on a personal level. On top of mm. just, they're hilarious. Um, I'm probably only a third done with the, from the game based on what I'm guessing. Uh, but I, I have almost no gripes and what a fun, lighthearted game. I, that's kind of what I wanted. It's got a bit of an epic adventure feel, but you can just pick up and play it. And it also fits my situation. You can make meaningful progress in 10 to 15 minutes and save it. You don't have to like some RPGs. You really need to sit down at least an hour. It doesn't have that, that feel to it. Um, you could. <laughs> Get right. Get you know past an area or two, do a couple battles and save. Okay, cool. Um, or I hit thirty signs and found twenty eight toads. You know, uh, I, I do like the answer. <laughs> yep. The answer to the question is there a toad here? Is always yes. Uh, I had that little <laughs> bell that told you when a toad was near, and I had to turn it off because all it did was ring. I turned it off because I actually legitimately like the feeling of I'm going to hit this random wall with a hammer and oh look. Oh, yes. that, yeah, there was one there. <laughs> yes. That's cool. I, I do like the element of surprise, too. Yeah. But the thing would just ring, and I'm just like, that's not helpful. There's like 30 toads. Yes, I know they're everywhere. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, game. <laughs> yes, but it's it's well done. Um, I, I was expecting good, and I have found great, and I'm quite happy. That's cool, because you were actually uh, kind of on the fence about whether you were going to get it or not, and then you just kind of made t- took the plunge, and then... Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, what happened was I was hyped about it. And then I will admit, I let internet negativity get me down. And I was like, I don't know if this game's for me. And then I was worried maybe a little bit about finances. And then I'm, you know, I'm a big dummy and have the memory of a goldfish. I already had the eShop credit on my account for it. (laughs) So I was on the fence. I logged in. I was like, oh, I basically already bought the game. Let's go get it. And and I'm so happy I did. Uh, Yeah, I... Anything negative I read about it in advance, I just want to roll my eyes at. Like, what are you guys talking about? This is a fantastic game. I, I, I couldn't recommend it enough. And like you said, the timing, right? We got COVID's flaring back up. There's a lot of other tensions and things going on. And if this is a way I'd recommend to relax and spend some personal time because it's so lighthearted and well done. Uh, I I love this game. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I mean... I think uh I don't remember Sergio did you play Color Splash? No, I did not. Um You got burnt out on Sticker Star, right? Correct. And you know what? This game is making me want to pick Sticker Star back up some No, no, no. No, no, no. No, that's that's the incorrect choice there, Sergio. <laughs> Color gonna, Splash. Gonna... Get Color Splash. It's yeah, great I'm... fun. I'm going to stop you because that's a mistake. It'll just make you like hate the series again. Color <laughs> Splash is actually a great time. <laughs> Like, I'm really high on Color Splash. This is a better game than Color Splash, in my opinion. Oh. I think it's a perfect follow-up. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, Color Splash was very much, like, set-piece level-based. So you, like, move around a world map, you click on a level, you go in there, and then the, that level was basically fully confined in, you know, in, what they allowed you to do with that was, you know, they had, like, creepy hotel level, they had a few pirate levels, and, and those were fantastic. Um and and they they enabled a lot of that like really like small experimentation a la the Captain Toad series right, um, but having this like interconnected world a better story um, 
and and just overall like the writing in Color Splash was good. The writing in this is like some of the best writing ever. Mm. <laughs> like if you want like funny lighthearted, this is great. It's fantastic. Um, just in terms of gameplay, so people, re- I've I've enjoyed watching the the roller coaster on this game. So like people are really high. You know, maybe this is a return to form for Paper Mario. Paper Mario's back. <laughs> and then we find out some stuff and people start you know, teetering and and then they get into this huge valley. Oh, this game sucks. It's not back. You know, why won't they do Paper Mario? And then the game actually comes out. People play and they're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, is, this is a great time. So I've enjoyed that. Um, one of the things I was a little worried about was how, uh, how easy the battle system would end up being. It's not. <laughs> like... Some of these, like, they just changed it. It's, it doesn't play like an RPG. It plays like a puzzle game uh, in in the battles, pretty much. And um, some of the puzzles, like, the enemies will pop up on this little ring, and they'll be all scattered around, and you're like, how the crap am I supposed to put these people together in three moves? Like, what? <laughs> you know, like, um, I've got 30 seconds to do that, and I don't see a move I could make. Uh-oh. I'm with you. It's finally starting to click. Like, today I was like, solving them like i was cranking them out but like before that man it was like i was holding b to flee i was like uh run away i didn't even know that was an option yeah it never (laughs) seems to work i always fall on my face and the enemies hit me but i'm like run away um but yeah and the boss battles too are kind of it took me a minute to catch on uh with the whole flipping the circle around but yeah same here yeah they're a challenge but uh i like them I will probably, if I'm not done with this game by the time school starts, and anyone listening doesn't know I'm a teacher, um, I may eventually equip the solve the puzzle for me so I can just enjoy the story and the writing depending on how stressful sure. life is. But uh, I'm I'm with you. It's it's a pleasant surprise how challenging some of those are. Um, although sometimes an enemy bumps into you and I didn't want it to, and I'm like, oh, now I got to feel dumb again. But uh, it's so well done. You just... It's a two-move mechanic, but it creates a lot of different combinations uh, in that little ring. And it ramps up. Like, early on, like, the enemies show up, and there's, like, a single line of enemies, and they show up as a line, and then one of the enemies, like, jumps into a different spot. So it's like, hey, dummy, move this guy back in there, you know? Like, <laughs> this is how you do it, guys. Um, at at the point that I got, which is just after, like, the, the big boss that um, everybody showed, the, the colored pencils thing, like, right after that, um, they stop doing that. So they just show up as a random order, and you're like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how is, are these supposed <laughs> to go in little blocks or in lines? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of them visually at first glance, you're like, uh... I hit the R stick to so you get the bird's eye view, and it's still I'm like, mm, I've spent a lot of coins extending the timer. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that either. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I obviously don't know this game Welcome at all. Welcome to Paper Mario Tutorials with Shot. <laughs> but uh, I only know because I've been so desperate so many times. And uh, yeah, and the enemies will hit you for quite a few hit points if you're not careful, if you don't block and stuff. Like it, It's a tougher yeah, game if- than you first would think. If you get the puzzle right, no big deal. You can probably wipe the enemies in one or two turns. No, no problem. If you get the puzzles wrong, yeah, um, <laughs> you're in trouble. Good, good, good <laughs> luck. Make frequent use of uh, the toad help. I think. Yes, I, I think that's the answer. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been pleasantly surprised with um, just how gamey this game is, which is something that I was that it was really my only real concern about the game. Mm. Um, but the overworld is fantastic, and the battles I find fun. So I I don't have. I don't have any big complaints about the game at all. 
I think it's more difficult than Color Splash, too. For sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, Color not Splash even close. was a, a bit a bit too easy, I think. It was adorable. I loved it, but a little too easy. Well, so Color Splash played like an RPG without a progression mechanic. So you didn't level up. You didn't gain experience for battling. So like it felt like you were going through RPG battles for no reason. Yeah. Um this same type thing. There's not really a progression for going through the battles, but the battles are actually just kind of fun. So, like, right. sometimes I'll just go, <laughs> I'm going to go whack this shy guy in the head. Uh, but, you know, obvious reasons. You know, <laughs> they need but, it. They need it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've enjoyed it. So I, that's all That's all I want to say. Anybody else want to say anything else for, for Paper Mario other than um, if you're sleeping on this game because it's not classic pl- Paper Mario, that might be a mistake. It is a mistake. And just yeah. the music, the music is, man, it's so good. It is so good. Like if I, I know people are already listening to the soundtrack just at work and throughout their day. Uh, I've been able to play on the TV, which I usually don't. And I've got it on the full surround sound and it is, it is, the soundtrack is so good. It goes so well with the game and it's also well done. So yeah, play this yeah, game. Yeah, I'm in the second world and the music is like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's yes. just so good. It's yes. oh, so good. Can't wait. Yeah, uh, for the record, everything bad I said about this game, even the, even the joke, even the joke once, I take it all back. I love this game. It's it's fun, and that's key. That's that's Nintendo right there. I'm extremely glad to hear that. I I ultimately I had thought that you would enjoy this game. I'm glad that you actually did. So that's that's nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is actually gonna do it for us. Except Sergio, you want to ask a new question? Yes, we have a, I think this is a pretty cool one. So this week's weekly question of the week. What is your rarest or most unique gaming related possession? Ooh. Yeah. Love it. I have an answer. That's so good. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, let us know in our Discord. Please jump in there. Um, By the way, we are starting up actually our, one of our biggest community members, Big Shot, is, is setting up uh community game nights so we just had our first one tonight right before the podcast i i played a couple of races of mario kart we had a bunch of people playing mario kart and chatting about it and such we're going to plan on doing this um at least almost every week if you want to be involved you got to be in our discord so please check our twitter um for a link to our discord and jump in there uh or in the show notes of this episode uh please join us it's gonna be a lot of fun going forward so i'm really really looking forward to next week yeah, it was a lot of. I was in there for quite a few races. It it was a blast, and yeah, just to be clear too, it's not going to be just Mario Kart. We're going to rotate through quite a few uh, multiplayer games. So yeah, please please join us. It's always fun. Um, you know, everyone's positive, and I just can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, we're going to have what maybe Killer Queen Black Ultimate Chicken Horse, uh, maybe Invisigun if enough people have it. Mario Makers, Smash Brothers, Rocket League. We're going to rotate, you know, Splatoon depending on what people want and what people own. Uh, so please, please join us. It's going to be a great time. Nice, awesome. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. We're going to jump out of here, but you can keep the discussion going by chatting with us on our Discord group. The description for this episode has a link to our Discord if you would like to join. We are on Twitter and on Instagram as Nintendo Jump, and we also have a Facebook group. Please send us any feedback you have at nintendojumppodcast at gmail.com. The best way to support the show is through our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash nintendojump, or by leaving a review for the show in your favorite podcast application. We would really appreciate it. 
This is Sergio, and on behalf of Daryl, Beck, and Shai, thanks for listening. We hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Should somebody sing? Nah. <laughs> we'll have Go a ahead. moment of silence for Kevin not being here. <laughs>